You're listening to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast, episode number 371. And I am very excited to share this week's episode with you. It's with a dear friend, Rabab Tantawi. She is an artist. She's also somebody who has been changing history. And I don't say that lightly. We get into what she's been up to and how she has put herself out there in a way that her art has been picked up by some huge, huge places. So you're going to want to listen to this episode if you ever struggle with imposter syndrome, if you struggle with self-doubt, if you're worried that what you're doing doesn't really matter, it doesn't make an impact, and maybe you've been putting pressure on yourself to, you know, make a certain amount of money or have a certain amount of followers or looking outside of yourself for things that are going to fix you so that you can have your big breakthrough. This episode, we're going to dive totally into all of those things and so much more. You know, at the beginning of the episode, you're going to be hearing about Rabob's backstory and how we first met, and then how things started to shift for her very rapidly after she participated in my mastermind. Now, Rabob has been a member of my Mastery and Ascension membership. Well, I guess this is like her second year or so, but she's been a part of the community for a very long time. And something that she shared within the community was really around her huge breakthrough. And she attributed her big breakthrough to the meditations and working with me inside of the mastermind group. And while currently I'm not offering the mastermind, I am offering Mastering Ascension. So if there's something in this episode for you around addressing your own self-doubt, around building your own confidence and truly turning your life and your business around to find your own state of alignment, that's something I absolutely would love to help you with and to nurture you through this powerful community. Rabab shared in the community also that, you know, things in her life began to progressively shift through working with me. And I'm so excited to share her story. I mentioned it a couple of times on our recording that I was so excited when she approached me. We're just chit-chatting over a DM and she's like, hey, I should, you know, like, what about having me on the podcast? And we both laughed because, you know, a year or so ago, this was never something she would ever say. She would like almost feel uncomfortable and she would be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to brag. I don't want to talk about myself. And and she's just totally blossomed into really the truest version of herself. And at the end of this episode, you're going to hear some really insanely amazing projects that she's been part of that are literally humongous. So make sure you tune in all the way to the end and listen to that story. Plus, Rabab and I are going to be doing a special podcast listener giveaway over on Instagram. So make sure you follow me and Rabab Tintawi over on Instagram right now. The, her name will be linked in our show notes so you can find it right there. But we're going to be doing a giveaway. So if you follow me and Rabob, like the post and tag two friends, she is going to be offering a giveaway to win a piece of her art. That's right. You can win a piece of Rabob's art. She will mail it directly to you with a special little personalized note. So this is huge. So pause this episode, take a quick screenshot, tag me and Rabob in your Instagram stories. Make sure you go follow her right away. 
and enter yourself to win that piece of art. You guys know, if you've ever watched me on live video, if you see right behind me, her piece is looking right over my shoulder. It's amazing. So let's get into this week's episode with Rabob. And thank you so much for being a podcast listener. For those of you who have left reviews, thank you so much. One of the most recent reviews is from me in Hollywood. And she says, Emily and her community has totally upgraded my meditation game. I've been following her for almost two years and she continues to inspire me. Her energy Energy healing is powerful and life-changing. Her podcasts are just another great way to be in her vibration. I love it and I love her. Thank you, Emily. You are real and kind. Thanks for sharing your gifts. So thank you so much for the review. If you would be so kind to also leave a review, I would be so excited. Thank you so much for being here and being a podcast listener. Make sure you subscribe and follow on all the different platforms. I'll see you in this week's episode. You're listening to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Emily Ahrens. I'm an entrepreneur and highly sought after energy healer with over two decades in practice. I'm a mixture of high vibe energy and cutting edge strategy with a little dash of unfiltered real talk, making this the one and only podcast that gives you a down to earth approach to business and spirituality. Tune in each week to get out of the stress of overworking so you can build a brand in alignment with your soul's purpose. If there's one thing I've learned the hard way, It's that you have to stop looking outside yourself for the answer and start looking within. We all have a unique path and it's time you start trusting in yourself. The truth is you already have everything you need. You just need to learn how to access it. Now, let's dive in. It's time you experience business and soul alignment. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Align and Unstoppable podcast. I am here with a dear friend. And before we get into this week's subject, I want to just fully say this podcast episode, you're going to want to listen to probably a couple times because my guest is somebody who is likely your near future. Where she's at today is your near future. Rabab is here. She is a dear friend. She's a past client. And we were talking before we started recording about really who are my listeners and what is it that our intention is for all of you to get from this episode. And she kind of said it, you said it yourself, which is like, yeah, they kind of where I, they're like where I was a year ago. And I think that's so true. And I think that's so hard that when we're in that early stage in our business, we're starting to get things moving, but maybe it's not moving as fast as we want. Maybe we still are feeling some imposter syndrome from some scarcity, worried about money, just like doubting ourselves and like what we're even here doing. We can get so stuck in our head, stuck in our stuff, and we don't see the potential that's literally there waiting for us. And I'm talking to myself too. I feel the same way sometimes, especially as I'm shifting and pivoting is that we can get into self-doubt. And so I also want to just say, well, we'll start with like how we met. We'll talk about like yeah. how you got to this place. But I also want to say too, is like, you know, how this podcast came together. Bob and I talk all the time. And if you guys are familiar with my video, you can see literally behind me, that's Bob's piece right there. She's with me every single day of the week. And I love her art. And part of having it right here behind me is it's sharing that energy in my videos, but it's also sharing our connection. And I feel like we've always been so tightly connected, but the reason why this episode came together is we were just chatting and Rabab was like, Hey, why don't I go on your podcast? Which is 
Like you would have never it's said me. that. You it's so not me. Yes, which I was like, did you just pitch me? I freaking love you. And and I was like, of course, it's a hell yes for me. I freaking love yeah. you. But I I was I wanted to say that because even there's parts of us that you're like, I would have never said that like a year no. ago. No. Um, and so that just tickled me. So let's start from the beginning of how we got to know each other and let's talk about you. So I know that I met you on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. But how did you become the artist that you are today? Like, how did it all start? Yeah. So some of you will have Rabab's Instagram handle on the show notes and in the podcast and everything. So you can check her out and follow her, but let's start from the beginning. How did you begin? Yeah. So first of all, I like before how I began as an artist, I want to say like, I found you on Jodi King's podcast. And because I'm an artist, I follow Jodi and she has this energy about her that like also like kind of very, it's, it's really not about the art, even though her art is gorgeous and you have a piece right behind you, but it's it's more about her and her message. And she, I really resonated and I was listening to her podcast and you were a guest on her podcast or she was, she was a, a guest, guest on yours. Yeah, correct. And basically I was like, wow. And I was like, I straight away, like both your energies were just like so magnetic that I was just like, I wanted to know. I wanted to know more about you. I started following you. I found your Facebook page and then straight away. I think at the time there was, there was an abundance week or there was like something, intuition week. And I signed up for that. And straight away, I went to Mastery and Ascension. I've been following you. And then you started, uh, you were signing up for, um, for your mastermind. Yeah. And yeah, so this is how this is like the short version of how I was drawn to you. And yeah. there was something like I wasn't like a coach or, uh, you know, or like doing something like providing any like spiritual or like any service to others or like having a group or even thinking about having one. Mm-hmm. And so the mastermind did not really make a lot of sense to me like if you sit and that's also part of kind of my message today as well and things don't make sense sometimes but this is where intuition comes from and this is where you kind of follow what you're called to do and it kind of doesn't have to make sense because it didn't make sense for me to join the mastermind neither financially nor the time of day like I remember we were having calls on a Friday which is my weekend here yeah and we were having the calls late at night and it was like none of it like really kind of made sense but there was like so drawn to join yeah that I was like okay I'm gonna do this yeah um and I remember we talked a couple of times and and it, I was like inside I knew like you know you know when you know something you have oh, yeah. to, when you have to do something yeah. so that was like really the short version of how this started yeah and um, what I would say but, too like when we first started talking because you followed me and I periodically see like oh you know who was following I I started yeah. following you right away too because I loved yeah. your work and when we were talking through dms I was like there's something about you and yeah. I adore you and I don't even know you and when we were talking about it because you I think you brought up the mastermind I'm like you know what I would absolutely love to work with you selfishly however I completely honor if if you don't want to do right now like please don't I don't want to push you into anything and we went back and forth for a while and you're like listen I remember it's not going to work financially it's not going to happen I'm like that's great that's fine that's really okay and then 
there, there was never there was never any pressure it was yeah. like more my own pressure again part mm -hmm. of the message today is like it's always our own pressure that we put on each other like on ourselves like mm -hmm. you know you just have to come up you come up with reasons why you shouldn't be doing something it's like but then you're called to do it so I kind of was like I was just like in my own way like I was just trying to come up with reasons why I shouldn't be doing this right <laughs> um, because there were reasons like there was like okay I'm, I'm not doing a membership I'm not doing a course I'm not doing an online thing and and I think you you know throughout the whole mastermind I was struggling with that thought that what am I doing here? Like everybody's doing their thing and it's all like seems so right. But like, um, what am I doing? Yeah. And, and I, I remember at the beginning too, you did a Facebook live into the group and you basically were like, I'm, I shouldn't be here. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm not like anybody else and I'm terrible on video and all these reasons. And we're like, we love you even more now. And it was like, you're basically like, I should try to, I couldn't even figure out how to delete the video. I wanted to delete it. And I think that's like, it's perfect because we all do that to ourselves. And you mentioned it, like it's our own pressure and yeah. internally you are struggling with all the different things. Externally, we're like, oh my God, we're all leaning in. And we're like, yeah. oh my gosh, Rabab yeah. is so special. And I'm like, freaking knew it. I, I told you so. Yeah. And yeah. I think also what's interesting is when you did say yes, before, I think before you even put like money down, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. Some I got a job. I got a brilliant job that was like, you know, that was something that I wasn't like even expecting because like a couple of other artists were pitching for the same thing and it landed on like, I ended up with the job and it was like starting as like January we started and January I was doing those three murals right. and those three murals that I got like opened up the way for me for a lot of other things including like my recent like huge you know that I'm going to talk about okay so <laughs> let's talk about the because I think you're even downplaying these three murals so these are three murals in a prominent area in downtown Dubai yeah it's basically a touristic area everybody goes there it's uh it's a really nice area by the creek and you know it's like it's downtown Dubai it's the old area of Dubai I live in Dubai for those who don't know and it's like it's a gorgeous area and yes. and it's because it's like kind of it has the theme of like being old so it's like really beige and like brown it's like very what you would imagine the desert to be kind of yes. like the color so I I came in and like literally put neon blue and neon pink and yellow and orange and it was like it was so scary to do that because yeah. also the walls were like you know but so, um, yeah. but it was just like it was fabulous I had to paint those live so it was during like a month of a festival and and I had a lot of people come talk to me about art and about spray painting, a lot of kids looking and like, you know, fascinated with what I was doing. Like the whole experience was very rewarding other than the money, like being in that spot, like taking it all in that look where I am. Oh, yeah. Um, and also it was like I had just started painting with spray paint, like literally three years ago I started and it was like my community artists who pushed me like kind of pushed me to do it like I used to go and watch them paint and it was like kind of scary to hold the spray can like especially with all of them being how amazing they all are yeah. I was like I, I would always go and watch and not do anything and then and then they said like listen you just pick better hold pick up the can and yeah. just like play and when I did it it was so liberating and it's so 
you know, it, it felt such a sense of freedom that I was like, wow, I, I love this. I want to do this every day. And it's it's kind of like spray paint is very addictive and you just like literally want to do it all the time on every single wall like you look at. <laughs> so amazing. I was so I was like, really, that was like like and the other artists that were pitching for that same job like had much more experience than I am and everything mm-hmm. so again like, I was also putting myself down thinking I'm just like I'm not going to get this like I've yes. never I've never done murals before yeah uh, but it ended up being gorgeous and people would like it's still there now and yes. it wasn't supposed to stay there it was supposed to be for the time of the festival and they were going to take them off but they're still there a year onwards people go take pictures next to them and and admire them. So that's just an amazing thing. Incredible. And so, that was just in the beginning of our master. Like we hadn't even started the masterminds yet. Right. But I think um, that also goes to say is when you have that internal shift in yourself and you start to believe absolutely. in yourself, what's possible externally, things start to shift and say, they affirm your move. They affirm your choice. Every Everything changes. Everything changes. Yes. And that's what I and I think this is what I took away from the mastermind. Like, even though, you know, there is, it's nothing. I remember looking for something because a lot of people also, maybe people who are listening, who want to join a mastermind or something, don't look for something concrete. Like it's not a course, like it's not really, you know, it's not really like, you're not going to give a handouts of what you're going to do. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people look for that. Like a, yes. a lot of people want like some kind of, you know, um, a frame of work is like after six months, this is what I'm going to get, or this is what I'm going to be able to do. But I honestly think it's the openness to everything. It's the openness to not only what you do, but also your other coaches, the openness to everyone who's in the mastermind, really learning from everyone's experience is the mastermind. I think a lot of people have maybe the wrong view of what you should get out of it and I had the wrong like I'm not gonna say you know I was like no I I knew I didn't know no um, you wouldn't I no I didn't know and maybe until even after I finished the mastermind for sure I still didn't know I still didn't know what happened yeah you know it just takes it takes a while to kind of sink in I totally to agree what just happened like yes. what just happened yeah um, and I think people get lost in the tangible like how much money did yes, I make before right. and after yes, yes. and that, which is way beyond that. It's, it's really so way beyond. beyond that. I couldn't agree um, more. That's exactly it. And I see the people, I mean, I've done enough masterminds to see people coming through what they're like before, during, and after. And I will say this is the people who are so obsessed with how much money is it going to make me? And how much success am I going to get from it? And that's all they And how many followers and how many programs I'm going to sell and yep. how many, it, it, it doesn't work this way. It, it doesn't work for those people because they're only focused on the X amount of dollars. That's the only proof of growth that I have is the dollars yeah. that I make. And yeah. exactly to your point at the beginning, when you said it's like, they're looking for something else, something tangible, something outside of them to fix them, it's but that's not actually happen. not what happens. The people who are yeah. looking internally, and you said it yourself, yeah. the openness. And yeah. I think that is the one thing that I see for the people who get the most out of any time, not just with me, but any kind yeah, of yeah. program Anything. Yeah. is that they're not looking outside of themselves for the fix. They're looking internally to see who yeah. they become and that yeah, you, growth. It happens when you're open. Yeah. 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 You could read a book 
and not mm-hmm. come up with anything, you know, but you could read a book and like one sentence like resonates with you so much, you take something, one thing out of it. Yes. And it's just like, it opens up. And even reading a book a year ago, if I read the same thing now, it's just completely different. Totally different. Um, so, and, I, that, and that's one of the things, by the way, in the mastermind, the amount of books that we were like, you know, and there's like they have some amazing books. Like if I had nothing out of this mastermind, like it, which is so not true, but it's yeah. like the books from you and from the other coaches and from everyone, the books I was introduced to were like mind blowing. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, um, life, that's life changing as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we, we aim to do is bring this openness and this kind of holistic approach, because it's not one way is going to work for everyone. Um, no. But what I, what I will say is that when you have the openness and you're, you're willing to open up yourself, you're willing to show up for yourself. I mean, this is the thing I've had plenty of people who show up, they open up, they let people in, they work with each other. They are kind of coachable and allowing for their peers and their coaches to kind of share with them. Those are the people who show up and all of a sudden they get these like quote, random explosive results and the people who show up. And there's only been a handful really, to be honest, out of all the years of coaching, there's only been a handful of people who expect for me or somebody else to fix them. And they don't Mm -hmm. show up for the calls. They don't swap sessions with each other. They're kind of like crossed arms or they're not even on camera. Like people like that, they finish the program. They're like, I don't know, really. It's like, well, you get what you put into it. And that's how life works. Everything works. Everything, not only, yeah, not only a coaching session or anything, but everything is like that. Like you really have to put in the work and you really, I honestly think it's more also because when people say you put in the work also, sometimes they think it's like getting up every day at six o'clock and going and not coming back to late. And like, you know, it's physical. It's not physical. It's just, you know, really, it's all about showing up. And connecting to what you feel like you can actually offer. Yeah. What can I offer? Yeah. And when you know that things flow, yes. everything like works out, really everything works out to help you with that. Personally, for me, it's just been, uh, it's been an amazing thing. And I think things really worked out for me in that for way. Sure. But, yeah. To tell everyone a bit about myself, I've been painting for the past 12 years. I have three kids. I have a daughter who just went to college this year, another one going to college next year, a 13-year-old. I've been like doing the whole mom thing. I used to work in corporate. I used to work in hotels. Even when I had my kids, my kids were young when I was working. And then when when everything was just too much and my mother, who was very, very close to me, passed away and she was a very creative soul and she loved to paint and draw and make things all the time and all sorts of crafts. So the thing when when she passed away, I thought, you know, about honoring her and, and I started painting. And when I started mm-hmm. painting, I didn't have any expectations. I just wanted to do something that she would look down on me and like be happy with kind of that I'm doing that. Yeah. Uh, but also I needed something like I was again called to paint like I was like yes. it was something that wasn't leaving me it's like yeah. you know okay you, go, you need to go paint you need to go paint every, kind of every day which is also part of the awareness of what is it that's calling you like is are you being called to you know callings are like you know it's not like the sky is not going to open and the light is going to come down and it's like one idea it's probably something that's like it's in the back of your mind constantly yeah, that is that is calling you to just like try it. 
Yeah. And so this is how this is how I started painting. And then bit by bit, I got a friend who was like opening sort of like a gallery frame shop. And she said to me, like, would you like me to take some of like uh, some of your paintings to show in my space? And I was like, yeah, please take. They were like literally under the stairs, not, you know, not collecting <laughs> dust. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, take them. <laughs> didn't discuss prices, didn't discuss anything. It was like, take them because I've like had no zero expectations. And and basically every day she would call me and she said, this one sold, this one sold, this one sold. And she sold them all. And I was like, what is really someone wants to buy my art? Like, is it like actually sellable? <laughs> and so this is when I started now having high hopes. Okay, maybe I'm just going to like go and look for a gallery to represent me. And I yeah. would go and and nobody would take me. It was, you know, galleries are like for big names and you have had to have like exhibitions all over the world and stuff like that. But that didn't stop me. I literally went and again, exhibiting was something that I really felt I was again, that was like my next step. Yeah. Okay, now people like my pieces. I want to exhibit, I want to have. Until I found a group of ladies, always ladies, who had this beautiful, beautiful space, big space, almost like a warehouse space. They used to rent their walls to oh, artists. Wow. Wow. I just literally pay, like, I don't care if it's a gallery. I don't care if it's like, you know, it's like they had a mailing list. They had people to invite and they had huge, beautiful white walls. I literally worked and worked and worked for like six months. And, and I had like almost maybe 30 paintings or something like that. I exhibited wow. them. Wow. And, and I think there were three left. Wow. So, like after wow. that. Wow. And yeah, and it was just like, you know, after this, I was just like painting and doing my thing and like selling sometimes, sometimes not. It was just like an ebb and flow kind yeah. of thing, you know, like how it is. But then, you know, sometimes you get stuck. And I think I got stuck for a bit. And also, I just turned 50. So I was also that whole story in my head is like, okay, well, like it's over. Like I'm never going to be in a gallery or I'm not going to you know, exhibit in like a prominent, whatever. Right. Um, like that makes no logical sense. Like you no, tell no, yourself nothing. this it's and my you're story. like, yeah. so nobody over the age of 50 ever painted? Like, no, I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's again, it's part yeah. of the story that you tell yourself that makes sense only to you. Yes. And, and it's like, okay, this is my story. Yeah. And then when I joined the mastermind, I was also not sure what I should be doing. Should I be doing workshops? I had started doing workshops with kids and, you know, I was like doing this paint with me uh, workshops that I would invite people to come and paint with me. And it ended up being some sort of art therapy, which I'm yeah. not qualified to do. I ended up being in a space, me and another person and they were literally pouring their guts out to me and telling me how painting is helping them and how, mm. you know, being in that session is getting them to release some stress or some old memories or stuff like that. And I was like, I found myself not be like just absorbing, but not being able to say anything because I was afraid I would say the wrong thing because I'm yes. like, I'm not a trained, you know, psychologist or anything. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Like, I'm, I'm just like, I just want you to be creative. That's all I want. <laughs> like, do you want some blue? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think we but, can all do that from time to time. We find ourselves in a situation where we feel like we're underqualified, but yet here it yeah. is. It's like, yeah. yet, yet you attracted them and yet somehow they're getting therapeutic benefits, even though you're yeah. not a trained. And they, 
And they were all leaving their sessions. Like it was a two-hour session. They always ended up being three or four-hour sessions. They're all leaving with a beautiful piece of art that they look at and think, oh, my God, I never thought I would create something like that. And also they they would text me later and talk to me later and say, you know, how amazing the session was. And mm-hmm. I want to bring my husband or I want to bring my friends. And you do like group sessions and stuff like that. So this is where... I had, when I came into your mastermind, I was like, okay, maybe this is what I should do. Mm. And, and I remember all those so, people, they wouldn't let you go either. They yeah. they wanted more and more and more of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So this is where like, and that was like where the doubt, whether I should be doing a program, whether I should be doing a workshop, but I should be doing an online thing. And I think pretty much everyone on the mastermind had their act together and they were putting stuff out there. They're going live. I still haven't gone live, by the way, until now, which is not, you're going to be disappointed, but, <laughs> not at all, but um, not at all. it's still, um, yeah, it's still a bit of a block for me somehow. Like, but I'm going live with you now. Kind right, of. Here we like, go. that's a kind of, it's a live. But I think these are the stories that we tell ourselves because I know as a coach with the group of whatever 30 people who are in your round is that. Yeah. Not all of them had a group program. Not all of yeah. them were coaches. Yeah, yeah. There was other artists. There was hairstylists. Yeah, there were trainers. Yeah. There were coaches. Like various. Like and that's the other thing is like we can have in our mind. I'm not good for this for this reason. Yeah. But yeah, see, like okay, there's a lot of different diversity in different businesses. Like I'm not the only. Correct but I'm also yeah. one of a bunch of various types of people. Yeah. And yeah. it's not like it was only for coaches and here's this like random artist. And- no, but the other thing is everyone there had some kind of doubt again. Oh, not for sure. China. Everyone has everyone, everyone 100%. Yes. Yeah. And, the, and I, if I say the one common thing was doubt. <laughs> exactly. The, the one through the one, exactly. That one through thread was doubt and fear on some level. And 100%. while you could sit there and go, well, I don't have what you have. They could do the same thing and go, but look at you, look at what you've got. Yeah. You've got this. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we get lost. in as we're new is we're comparing yeah. ourselves to everyone else that's, and not yeah. seeing the greatness in ourselves yeah and and also not recognizing that everybody's there on like literally I know it must might be a cliche but everybody's on their journey everybody's in their own journey it's like such a cold thing but it's true you know even even the people you see on Instagram every day and and they look like they have their shit together you have no clue what they've gone through before or how long right now like when I when I'm out there now on Instagram like yeah, there's people who who just followed me after my my recent project. Yeah. They might think it's just yesterday oh, and yes. I got lucky with that project, but they don't know that there's literally 12 years of me working on my craft or working oh, yeah. on getting better at this or getting better at myself. And so it's just literally like, yeah, it is a quote, but it's everyone is on their own journey at we their are. own time, at their own pace, at their own, you know. And we yeah. have to truly make peace with that because absolutely whether like, even if I was also an artist, just like you, I could say, well, I'm an artist just like Rabab and I've been doing it for, let's say 10 years. I've been, yeah. or I could say the same, Nothing I've been doing it for 12 years. Me. Nothing happened for me. Why, why is she getting this and why am I yeah. not getting it? And, yeah. and it's like, yeah. we're all on our own unique life paths. And the sooner we can just be where we are on our path and ask for help and embrace where we're at, 
then we can move and navigate through that. But if we're so busy looking at everybody else's Instagram and everybody else's success story, and I always like to joke around about all these stupid online coach gurus who are like, make six figures in six days. And you're like, oh shit, I followed their path and I'm not doing it like they are. And I didn't make six figures, yeah. Because it's their path. And that's the point. I mean, I know all about it, but I'd love for you to share with the listeners because what we were talking about is like, yes, you had all these shifts throughout the mastermind, but truly what's happened after is been like earth shattering monumental. And so like, I almost feel like I'm just like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, because I'm selfish. (laughs) So Let's just kind of start there because I know that as the mastermind was closing up, you had an opportunity that you were like, I can't talk about it. Uh, I literally have a contract that says (laughs) I can't say a word. I'm just going to say I'm excited and I hope it works out for me. (laughs) And I was like, yay for you with the mystery thing that you're talking about. Um, let's talk about that process because you had to sign a contract that you couldn't talk about yeah. it. So yeah. let's talk about that process and sort of what happened after that. Yeah. So basically I got a call. I got a, like a message on WhatsApp asking me if I would be interested in a project in Abu Dhabi for the Formula One for the Grand Prix. And I was like, hell yes, I'm interested because like, I love Formula One. I'm like a huge fan. And your son does uh, like extreme. Um, My, my, yeah, my son does motocross. And like, we like, we watch every single race of Formula One because like my daughter follows Red Bull. My husband follows Mercedes. And it's like a fight every single time uh, there's a race and it's like really heated. And so anyway, I'm like really familiar with it. And like, I was just like excited, but the biggest idea in my head was this is going to be a mural in Abu Dhabi for the Grand Prix, which is like an amazing thing. But this is the ceiling of my, you know, of the thought I had about that. Then I had this amazing uh, lady who was the project. She was the project manager of the whole thing. And we had a call and we really connected and we talked about it. I talked about my art. She didn't tell me any details about the project. She was just literally talking to me about my art. My art is a lot about community and the, the piece you have. It's all about like being being one unit, being connected through these lines that connect us and being one really, like realizing that you and me want the same thing and you and me are one. So I explained to her what my art was about and what I'm doing and this and that. And I told her how we're huge fans of Formula One. She said, okay, I'm going to go back to my clients. I'm going to tell them about you. And then if they like you, we will like have you sign an NDA because this is a secret project and we're so I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then they came back later. I signed the NDA. They liked me and I was, okay, now it's time to tell you what it's all about. And it was McLaren and Views. Uh, Views is a principal partner of the McLaren racing team. And they wanted to do a one-off livery, which is basically the way the car looks. And they wanted to do that based on an artwork, which has never, ever, ever been done before. I'm the first person who did that. I know, like, yeah, I'm like still, still, (laughs) still still in disbelief, even after it's done and it's (laughs) over. And I was, are you like, is this a prank? Is this? Are you guys? (laughs) Are you sure? First of all, I I was just blown away by the idea because it was a brilliant idea. It was under an initiative called. it, It also had so much purpose behind it. it was an initiative called driven by change 
So basically, it's it's giving creatives, underrepresented creatives, the opportunity to like put their artwork on a global stage. Oh, exactly. Wow. Like, like it's just like it's not any art. It's not just artwork. It's not just race. It's way bigger than that. It's just yes. someone who would not get this opportunity and give them this opportunity. And basically, I was like, okay. And even in the slides, they were showing me. And now McLaren and Views are going to have the first female Arab artist to design a livery. And I was like, who are they talking about? What am I supposed to do here? Is it me? Are you talking about me? <laughs> so where do I do the mural? <laughs> like where? Do, yeah, where's the mural? <laughs> Show me the mural. Where's the wall? <laughs> you know, it was just complete disbelief. But then still in my head, there's probably 10, 15 other artists being considered for this. Because the typical thing is, you know, artists, you give your design, they choose these three artists, they like have a, you know, it's like the way things go. Sure. Proposals, stuff like that. And I was like, I started working on the project and I, after I signed the NZ and I started coming up with designs. And then at some point I just told my husband, I was, you know, I really would like to know, because I know all the artists and we have this site community here. And I was, I really want to know who else is in the running for this. <laughs> Should I ask? And he's like, don't show your insecurities. Tell, yeah. Don't, you know, just like be confident. They show sure. you, like they show yeah. you, be confident. Don't, don't ask who else is in. Why are you asking? Of course, I didn't listen to him. I still ask and I asked Lindsay, who's like, who's the, the most wonderful person to work with. And she was, mm, it's only you. I was like, <laughs> Wait, what do you what? mean it's only you? She says, yeah, we chose you. You're, this is your project. You're going to do this project. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of us coming with a design. And by the way, you have full creative freedom. Like oh. you, you don't have to do anything. You literally have obviously lots of technicalities because of it's a race car, because it's racing, because there's certain spaces where you can put artwork and certain spaces you can't. And here you go. This is Davide Verdes, an amazing genius Italian motor designer and he, he's a genius and he's going to help you bring your artwork to the car and I was like oh this is like what, what is going what is it like someone really pinched me yes but but also I think thank goodness you didn't listen to your husband because <laughs> you would have been stuck in that like anxiety loop of right. like I yeah. hope they choose me I, I what if I do it yeah, wrong yeah. and, yeah. The, and then yeah. doubting yourself yeah. versus going yeah. like okay I just need to like get this off of my chest yes correct I still got a lot of other things to go with whether you know whether they're gonna like it whether the fans are gonna like it whether what they will say about it what they will you know like is this like even especially that I brought in my figures like my Nubian figures who are like the thing that I paint the most and and I was like you know for me the Nubian figures make sense because it's in Egypt it's where I came from and but then it's something that the world's going to see and the world of racing which is like very male predominantly male and formula 1 is really predominantly a masculine um, yes. and that was the whole point of bringing a woman into this and until today i tell you i get instagram messages dms on uh, facebook on instagram on email of people saying be you being a woman in this place gave me inspires me gave me hope I'm you know one lady sent me saying uh, my brother showed me your livery and told me it's about time you get off your butt and go in your studio and start creating because I'm an oh. artist and oh. I'm, I'm back to painting because I have hope that I can 
get something like this one day and and that honestly if this whole thing is a very proud moment for me very proud moment for my career and for the whole world was literally like it first of all it was the most I don't know if you follow Formula One but that was the most watched race because it was like a decider between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen and if Lewis had won it would have been like his eighth time like it was like a very very important race so not only I got a a chance to do this in a regular race that every gets normal viewership the car was watched by millions of like I have the numbers like they sent me the numbers of how many people have seen it and it's 150 million people something like that can't even wrap my head around that yeah no no exactly like yeah it's not my it's not is that these numbers I'm not in my Instagram insights like that's not what I see (laughs) I see hundreds yes yeah but again part of it it was such a purpose it had meaning it had purpose the whole thing was just and you know what everyone loved it really everyone loved it everyone was supportive everyone it was just a, a dream project even the people like who six months I worked on this project from June to December and it was like and we we worked via zoom like I'm in Dubai most of them are in the UK and it was just it was fascinating how it all came together but honestly I feel like you know that openness that we talked about at the beginning the openness of really being open to what is there for you and what you can achieve and just Again, showing up. And the funny thing is, showing up was just me posting my art. Yeah. How Lindsay found me, she found me on Instagram. And, you know, and she found my art, she liked it, we spoke. But if I had said, okay, my art is not good, like, and that's a message for everyone out there who, like, just show up, like, just put yourself out there and the stuff that you really care about and you really like. And it doesn't matter, like, even if you get, like, five likes or ten likes, and believe me, those are the numbers that I used to get. And even then, I was just still posting every day. I was, Mm -hmm. like, sharing my stories, sharing my life, sharing my kids, sharing what I do every day, like, my Instagram was like literally either motocross or art. Like it was like, it would be very confusing for people to follow me because it was like, okay, what is she doing in the desert on? And who's that on the motorcycle? Yeah. But you know, it's just like, but this is me. Like this yes. is what I do. This is, this is my life. And it doesn't have to be. The other day I posted a piece of artwork that I thought was like hideous and I didn't like it. And like, I, w- I was experimenting with putting text in the background of, And I got a message saying, you know, the text you put in there really inspired me. And this is such a nice thing. And I was like, okay, I posted it because it was a failure. And I was like, in my head, (laughs) I wanted to post my failures. Again, I read something that, you know, people are just posting the good stuff or the stuff they like to post and the stuff that looks good. But like behind those, like I have a pile of failed canvases. I have a pile of failed sketches. I have thrown away so much stuff that is like you know this like you can look at but I never posted those so that's the reason why I posted that one because I thought it was a failure and I wanted to put okay this is an experiment that failed because this is what I was going for but instead like oh wow this is beautiful because so again you don't know you don't know the effect of what you put out there I completely as long, agree with that. As long as it's honest and as long as it's from the heart and yes. as long as it's also for the right reasons that you're yes. posting it, you're just not posting as a machine, like, you know, post, 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 you know, you're just putting putting yourself out there, writing what you feel about something or 
or on a, on a bad day or on a good day or on any day. So yeah, I mean, I think like if I had not maybe had that Instagram account or maybe if I decided that my art wasn't good enough, which is at also some point I was telling yeah. myself and some oh, point sure. throughout this project, I was telling myself, oh, like so weird. They chose me like my art is not that good. Like there's there's people who are way better than I am. Sure that should have had this opportunity. But yeah, like, again, it's back to the stories. But I think that we all do that. I think that's why your story is so relatable. We all do that. We all get into yeah. our own head. We all doubt ourselves. And while I might not have canvases and proof in a physical sense of all the things, I actually, a couple of weeks ago, I did a lot of decluttering. And I had stacks of old journals of past ideas, these grandiose plans. And, you know, years and years ago, I just was solely focused on having a wellness studio where I could bring different modalities together under one roof and people could use their insurance and be able to travel through different modalities to get whatever served them. And I mean, I planned this for years unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully in every sense of the world. I mean, I didn't even look at real estate. It was dead before it even started. And that's where I would have stayed had I not opened up. Yeah. Open up intuitively to to just go, where am I feeling led? What am I feeling drawn to? And I can totally relate to the message of like sharing yourself online of like, this is like probably me and my worst day. And I don't really think this is a good thing to share, but for some reason I want to share. I mean, I've had posts that I've was like, I had like a tearful breakdown and sharing just sort of like, I'm having a bad day and this is where I'm at. And I've had more love poured into me and more people saying, thank you for sharing this because, you know, just like your paintings and just like opportunities, like you're giving me hope. You're giving me inspiration because I know I'm not alone. I'm not the only one struggling. I'm not the only one having a bad day. I'm not the only one feeling a failure. I'm not the only one in self-doubt. And we have to humanize every part of ourselves when we're online because so often, and I think it's only like a new thing where people are trending to share more real life things yeah, yeah, but absolutely. even just a couple of years ago not it even like it's yeah. still so much of that like perfection and like edited photos and like these perfect color palettes and like just so much of that and yeah. and and pointless and I actually even just recently I saw some people who I follow and I'm like why are they posting like these they are feel good videos I will give them that but like yeah it's like, why are you posting just to post these feel good videos? It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do yeah. with your teachings. It has like, and, and the other thing, uh, M, is that people really like. That's also, I think, a big lesson is that people really pick on authentic messages and they pick on fake ones. They yes. everyone has that intuition into like, like you yourself. I'm sure you go through your feed and like, okay, well, this is not even without knowing who posted this like if you're just going through your feed try that like I tried that one time and I was like okay this is not this is not real this is real this is not real (laughs) you know you can actually tell you can tell and everyone can tell yeah so yeah and so I also want to share through this opportunity which is like utterly mind-blowing I mean I mean you are blowing up all over the place and 
my younger brother, who's very into racing and cars, I was like, look at my friend. This is her car. She just, he's like, that's unbelievable. Like we were all freaking out. I I can only imagine what it was like in your world with your family and with your relatives and your friends and your artist friends. Like what was that like with other artists too? Yeah, I mean, first of all, it was like really, it was a moment, like it was really a moment. Everyone was so proud of me. Everyone was so supportive. And the one thing I kept on hearing, which was like very, for me, it was very emotional and very, everyone was saying, you know, no one deserves this better than you. The thing I kept on hearing over and over, it was very affirming. And it was like, you know, when we heard about this, it was like, wow, yeah she definitely deserves this, you know, and, and that's part of me being, you know, being part of the community being, you know, I've been there probably longer. I've been in Dubai for 19 years. I've had experiences with printing stuff and where to buy this and where to get a canvas and where to, what's the best place to. And I always share this information freely without really, you know, it's people will call me and I would be with them for an hour on the phone telling them, from my own experience, what to do next or what they've done wrong or or where to go to get this best done. or So I have that place in my community where they kind of like uh, look up or feel like this is the go-to person to ask if you need something. So the response after this was amazing from here, from this community, from my family, honestly, my kids and my husband, everyone, like my sisters, my husband's family, everyone was beaming with pride and very, very happy for me. In Egypt, it kind of completely blew up. Like I was everywhere in all the in all the magazines, in all the like I would like people would send me because obviously when they do something like that, they send press releases to the press and the press release gets picked up and people like they send the pictures and the press release so it was like mentioned in all the major newspapers like for a month later I was doing tv interviews in Egypt via zoom tv interviews here in Dubai in Saudi literally everywhere was like wow can we talk to you about this and so it kind of all of a sudden I was on tea that also was like part of like not being able to go live I was literally live on tv forget about the internet like I was live on tv stations and news and everything like almost every day I had an interview for something like that and Egypt is huge we're like 100 million the population is huge and obviously for my people like the Nubian people of South of Egypt like that they were like beaming they were like wow you know so yeah it's still honestly it's still until now I'm telling you I'm like I still get messages every day about how this I got a message from a student in college in the U.S. in Boston who wants to do who wants to do like her part of her art class uh, she wants to do something and she wants me to talk to like she wants to talk to me over zoom and oh my god so it's like the reach the reach of it was just something unbelievable um, yeah I again I would have like I remember my call with you we had these one-on-one calls during the mastermind and I remember my call with you mm-hmm. and the biggest thing I remember were I don't know if you remember the balloons yes. you had that vision of all these balloons and that was like that literally was it and by the way, if you still have recording of that, yes, I'll tell you something that is going to blow your mind. You said something in there about a race car. Shut 
I swear to you, Em, and I waited for this uh, call to tell you that. Oh. And I have it because you sent it to me. Yes. But I was, when I was, remember when I sent you a screenshot and I said I was listening to this today? Yes. I was yes. called to like pull it out because I had not listened to it since we had our call, Session, like that yeah. one-on-one call. And you sent me the recording and you said like, I usually send the recording because my yeah. team like deletes them when we yeah, have so yeah, much. So yeah. so there is a part there where you're saying, you know, it's just like a race car. You said that, Em. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Balloons, I understand, but yeah. race car is a bit too much. Right. That's where I draw the line. You lost me at race car. <laughs> but I mean, that oh was- Oh my that God. Was in, when was that? Was that in March? That was in March. Okay. That make that would yeah. make sense. That yeah, sense. that was in March or April. And then June, I got this opportunity. Oh my gosh. I probably do have it somewhere in my archive. I, I have it. I can uh we transfer it to you, but I'm like, I have it. You have to, you're gonna have you're gonna have to listen to it. I will tell um, me where to find it because and that's yeah. the funny thing too, is like back to listening to our intro. My dog has been going crazy this and I don't know if you've been seeing I like, know I he won't I, leave me alone this whole session. Yeah. He looks exactly like my dog, you know, like I have my dog. Is, he looks exactly like him. It's crazy. Uh, they, yeah. Yeah. But he won't he's, me- he's so playful. Yeah. He Mine, is in the like kitchen. Yeah. Mine is in the kitchen because he would have done the same thing and I would have been completely distracted. He's like, he's pawing at me. He's biting my hand. He's like, I want to be part of this call too, mom. I'm like, okay. hello. Uh, so, um, well, I was going to say is, you know, in sessions with clients and I've actually started to do one-on-ones again, I stopped doing yes. them for a while and I was only doing them for, you know, clients who yes. were in my program. And then they, anyway, so what's interesting is that this happens to me all the time where something that came up in the session, which may have been like inconsequential, completely totally, insignificant. Right? Yeah. And, doesn't and make it sense also. doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I don't know. I was just saying these words and later, like a year later, and which is like pretty typical a year later. Or so they come back and they go, remember that thing that you said to me? And typically I say, no, I don't remember that thing I said to you. Sorry. <laughs> You know, I do enough of these that I don't like, yeah. it just doesn't like, it doesn't imprint the way it does when it's your session. Yeah. And they yeah. say the same thing as you is like this thing that you said, and then now this thing happened and now it yeah. all makes sense. It's like, yeah. But for me, like our conversation was like all about me figuring out what I want to do next and Mm -hmm. figuring out, you know, the, you know, life, the major life decisions and what's Mm -hmm. happening and healing and all that good stuff. And, and it was like, it didn't even, there was, we not, we were not talking about projects. We're not talking about, you know, we were just talking about life. And then, and you said like something like, you know, it's just like a race car. And I was like, what? the hell did M just say because I was like watching because it's not one of the things that would register like we are focusing like there's on, a lot yeah. of yeah there's a lot of things that register the balloons for sure remember there's, the balloons the balloons yeah. were about like joy and bringing that yeah, buoyancy correct. and color and which bringing is, that personality which that was yeah which is all about this yeah. it was like it literally was like a bunch of balloons it literally was just like a bunch of balloons come into my life kind yes of. yeah you know that joy that happiness like the the like the success of it and everything it was just like all about celebration right yes yes um and yeah but I'll pull it out and send it to you so I would that love like that you yeah that was a good I, thing I would love that <laughs> well and I I also want to say too is that you know in life in business 
we can look back at seeing all the different doors opening for us. We can look back and see like this led to this led to this. But when we're in that position, as we're starting, we don't see the next door, the 10 doors down the line. No. We're only focusing no. here and now. And so yeah. it's really great to have this perspective. And even wherever you're at in this exact moment, take this time to look back and go, what got yeah. me to here? Because yeah. which we didn't talk about, which is like, yeah. what got you to your life as an artist was yeah. not a path that looked like the path to become no. an artist. No, no. I mean, a lot of people now from like what I call my past life, because like my corporate life was like literally almost like my past life. Like it's like <laughs> everyone was like the people who like saw the articles and stuff and was like got in touch with me that I knew from a long time ago. It's like, I didn't even know you do. Like, were you doing this when you were doing that? I was like, yeah. no, I wasn't. It was just yeah. like almost... But in, in what you were saying, there's, again, like maybe, again, it's a quote or a cliche, but there's always one step in front of you, take that step, and then another one will appear and another one mm -hmm. will appear. And then you will look back and say, you know, if that step prepared me, even if it's even if it was a failure, in my <laughs> view, it wasn't really, like nothing is really a failure nothing. because everything is preparing you. Everything is a step to prepare you for something that's coming next that you don't know that you need. Yeah. And it just, you know, if you look at it like that, if you look at like whatever you're going through right now, that it, this is in a way is preparing you for a step that's ahead. Yes. Uh, even if it's very hard, even yeah. if it's like, you know, even if it's really you don't see the end to it. Yeah. It's just another step. It's yeah. literally just another step. And it and all the steps go up, like nothing right. will take you down. Nothing will I take agree. you down. Now you just have to, you have to have that really belief in your own journey again and believe that things will really turn out to your favor mm -hmm. and and everything is working in your favor everything is working in your favor absolutely um, and that I yeah. call faith I mean that's faith uh, that is faith that is because, faith. because that nothing it, else is that's it is that people yeah. can get confused am I am I on the right path am I doing the right thing well that's only if you believe that there's a a right and a wrong. A wrong. Yeah. If no you wrong only path. believe that you're on the right path and it's all going to work out, it's like insignificant to know the whole picture on why this is happening. Yeah. All you have yeah. to know is like it's happening and I'm here and this is my experience. And I'm doing it. And, and I'm, this is what I'm doing this now. This is it. And like yeah. understand the back of your mind. This is happening for some reason. I might not know why. And that doesn't matter. I don't need to know why right yeah. now, yeah. but one yeah. day it will become abundantly clear and I'll know why, but today it's, is not it's part of a, yeah, it's part of a bigger plan yes. and, and that plan is unfolding. Like it yes. is unfolding every single day, like yeah. every single day it's unfolding. Yeah. And, and um, since this, since the formula one race car, you've also been approached by somebody who bought all of your art and then commission yeah. some pieces. <laughs> yeah. So well, let's talk about that for a second. Cause this is just like the next door has opened and like, you're not that next yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there are a lot of, that was even before the formula one, like, you know, I've had this collector who was like really interested in my art and like, he came to my studio and like some of the stuff and, you know, and said, okay, just like this, I would love this. I would love that. And so yeah, that, that happened, that also happened out of nowhere. And, but the other thing also I'm doing next week is I'm doing a mural on a huge building on an island in Abu Dhabi oh that gosh. is like 26 meters. I know you don't do meters, but it's, it's like, it's, it's like a, it's like a six story building. Oh my God. Um, it's a 26 meter by nine meters mural. 
Oh and I'm God. like, I'm going to be hanging, even though I'm afraid of heights, but I'm going to be hanging out of uh, thingy, you know, like the ones that they yes. walk the, the windows like, with. So yes. I'm going to be, yeah, so I'm going on Monday to oh hang and paint. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and, so, and talk about putting yourself out there, even with like literally. heights. like I'm like I'm just like I'm not gonna look down I'm not gonna look down but I'm gonna be there because I have to do this because like everyone will see it even from the high it's on the highway Uh, and so it's just like everybody's going back yeah so I'm like yeah things are happening in big ways and literally big ways literally huge ways yeah literally (laughs) yeah Huge wave. Huge. That's unbelievable. And I yeah. think that's really interesting too, that you're literally also facing your fears of, yeah. of, of heights. heights and of, yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, and this yeah. is the thing is like, I know for me, when I've had a huge shift, a huge breakthrough, there can sometimes be that shadow side after that's happened. Mm-hmm. Did that happen yeah. for you at all after like the exposure or, I mean, it's still happening right now. But. Yeah, it is still happening. I mean, honestly, like also right after there was like such a low that it was like, first of all, because we were kind of working on, we were working every day. Everyone mm-hmm. is like talking and being on Zoom calls and stuff every single day. So it was, there was such a high and and the race was like the biggest high yes. and and then everything like because also it was Christmas New Year's after yes. so everybody was like away and there was like a huge COVID you know the Omicron yes. thing and yes. everybody literally everybody got COVID I was like I found myself like back again and it's like everything is so quiet and it's like okay Ooh. what do I do now like what am I gonna do with my day now that you know because I also wasn't taking any work at the time because I just wanted to focus on that and there was really no time to do anything else yeah so yeah it was just a big you know Dip. quiet time mm-hmm. that, that I actually needed I yes. just needed yeah I, I needed that yeah but yeah it's it's back again everybody's back from the holidays that took way longer than they usually take and I'm looking forward to everything. And I'm like, I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most is like talking about it, how, yeah. you know, because that was like, again, one of my callings now is, you know, to talk about it because yeah. you don't know what from this episode, someone will take something that I said, like one thing and yes. it would help them in a way. Yeah. And if there's only one person who's, you know, who's affected, that's enough. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I fully believe in that message. This is why I, this is why I make, this is why you do what you do. This is why I, I get get inspired to do a a Facebook or Instagram live or, you know, because it is that in my heart, which is like, you know, I have this thing that's inside of me and I, I feel like I could help one person today. And if that's your sole intention, if I could just help one person today with this message, that's enough. And what is surprising is you might have that simple intention of one person hearing one thing that I said that one time, but what happens is it has a ripple effect and, and it's sometimes multiple things that you said, and sometimes over multiple days and whether it's this episode or a TV show, or the fact that you are a woman who created this art for the first time ever creating history, there's a person in Boston reaching out to you for this. Like it's this ripple effect and it gets compounded over time. And it just, and now you're going to be in this enormous building. It's like, it's like, it just keeps rippling and rippling. And some, sometimes we just look at ourselves as like, well, who am I to even do that? Oh, sure. There's another person who could do this better. Well, but it's your work and you're here 
And this is your work. And so I'm really glad that you're called to share your message. And I hope that if anybody is listening to this episode and you have a podcast that you reach out to Rabab right now and invite (laughs) her to be on your podcast because she has a lot to share. And we didn't even get into talking about um, your life before being an artist. (laughs) But there's so many more hours that we could be talking about, like yeah. how you part, to- we do part two. I'm pissed. Yes, I'll part, teach you again. Part, part two. two. <laughs> um, but this is this is kind of like your your highlight reel where we look back in this condensed formula and we go, well, I was here, then I was here, and then this blew up, and then this blew up, and this blew up. And so I think you said at the beginning of like, you know, you realized that all these things were happening. You had this fear inside of yourself, but you started to chip away at it and realize that these opportunities were opening up for that next thing. And you just kept taking that next step and just kept saying, yes. And this has led you to where you are today. And I mean, I can't even imagine what it must feel like as one of your kids to be able to see your growth. And yes, you're over 50 years old. Hell yes. And to know what's possible for them, like they're starting out and they have this amazing mom who is leading this way and changing history and becoming, you know, setting new records, like, wow, to be one of your kids. That's super that would be super yeah. cool. When I saw their like the way they looked at me when I was, you know, when they were taking pictures of me or like uh, during race weekend, my my elder daughter was having her finals. She, she's she's at NYU and she's having so she couldn't join us. But my mm. but Maya and Adam were here with me, and you know the look on their faces when like when I was doing stuff, it was just like it says it all. And yeah, it's yeah. like there's no yeah a, a proud moment as well. You know, yeah, it's like, and yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm showing them that it's possible for them too. Yes. Um, and for your husband but, too, to say like, absolutely, you know, I'm an artist and I've, I'm making yeah. a huge, am I making yeah. a huge impact in the world? Like yeah. globally, yeah. this is yeah. unbelievable. He was, yeah. He, he was beyond proud. He was beyond proud. And obviously having, you know, all of this is also one thing, but having the experience to be at the Formula One and to see the race and to be this close. I went on the actual grid, which is like where they start the race. Like like they were like doing these things for me every single day. It's like, okay, come, uh, we're taking you on the grid today. And I was was like standing there (laughs) and like the cars are lined up and I'm on the grid where they're starting the race. It's like, able to like kind of like between taking all these pictures and like taking all these videos and everything but I was like also very you know trying to really ground myself in in the moment and like really taking it all in and realizing that this is a once in a lifetime kind of thing that you know I was like breathe and take it all in and that was also that was very important yeah Unbelievable. Well, I think that's just having those huge, he keeps up. He's, he, he's, we're going to, yeah. we're going to stop podcasting. He needs to lay down. Like, I guess I'm, yeah. I'm just going to be I'm done. He just day. wanted to be part of this. She's got good energy. I know. I, know. I, I have to show you, I have to show you, like, I know I post sometimes pictures of Cairo, but uh, he's like, he's probably his half brother. That's so funny. Um, yeah. It, it's crazy. I was just going to say about being present in the moment of being on, what was it like when you were on the ground looking at your art on yeah. the car? What yeah. was that reaction yeah. like? First of all, the first time I saw the car, I, I traveled to the UK to like, you know, film content and see the okay. car. 
actually the first time I saw the car I was supposed to travel and I didn't get my visa on time and they did a zoom call to show me the car and I was like and it's one of the in one of the content they put out there because I was I was literally in my pajamas <laughs> and they were like just showing me the car and I started sobbing I was crying when I saw it because they have my name on the car like they have my signature on the car and they had not told me that they were going to put it there and then when I saw the car on the zoom thing they put the camera on the on the front on the nose of the car and there is my signature oh. so I was like you know it was just like extremely it was just like such an emotional moment I start, I just started sobbing and they decided that they wanted to put that with me in my pajamas thing that they wanted to put that in the content that was like shared for millions of people and they told me that the first time the team when they saw this one of like the ladies said to me by the way there was not you made she told she said you made grown men cry because everyone was like tearing up when they saw that part <laughs> she said like everyone in the room you did there was not one dry eye and that was like the part that was like no, you, are you going to put me in my pajamas, like with yes. no like makeup on, yes. crying, yes. ugly crying? And they was like, yeah, that was the best part of the content. That was the best. Yes. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's part of like authenticity and being out there and like not caring about what my hair looks like or my face looks like or, or what I no. was wearing. And I was just sobbing. And that was the best part of the, the content. Best. Right. Because people, let, that's the other thing is like, people don't care. You're genuinely having a real experience yeah. <laughs> and real reaction you can't like hold on let me fix my hair and make my makeup on let's, yeah, let's yeah, refilm no. that no yeah. that was like yeah. in that moment that's yeah exactly but then when I saw the actual car like when I managed when I got my visa and went to and traveled and when I saw them I like in my head they were waiting with cameras to also film that content and I remember telling Linz I was like Linz I don't know what they're expecting. I've seen the car already. So I don't think if they're expecting me to get emotional and like to film yeah. it, I don't think it's going to happen because <laughs> I've seen the car. Right. Like I'm like telling her this. I'm, like, I'm going to be know, totally I don't want to cool. disappoint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't want to disappoint anyone, but I probably will not cry if they're waiting to. And then I walk in um, and I'm just like, obviously it was the first time in my life I see an actual Formula One car it's huge yeah. it's huge I'll send you a picture there's like okay. 14 people lined up and it's like not even the full size of the car wow and it's like and I walk in and I again see my name and again see the car and I start like not ugly crying like more than ugly crying I was like <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to stop filming <laughs> That's so cool. That, yeah, that was yeah. That was that was fun. <laughs> You're like, guys, guys, look, I've seen it. Yeah, I'm gonna be totally okay. cool. I don't care. Yeah. It's just a car. What? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then the the part the other part of this is like, yeah, you saw the car, then see the car with the driver in it and see the car on the track there was another high like oh. I was literally I was getting goosebumps every time the car would there's two cars racing every time the car would pass I would get goosebumps and oh I was God. like looking at myself as like okay we've had like 10 goosebumps now can we just you know and then the car would come again and I was like still getting it's goosebumps. happening like, again okay, that's it <laughs> Well, that's, it was I mean, that kind of, yeah. Yeah. That's that kind incredible. Of incredible. Yeah. I mean, like, and then, and then you go home and you're like, what do I I'm do a now? different person. I'm a totally yeah. different, like that just yeah. happened. I'm not the same Rabab that I was yeah. 
yeah. you know, six hours ago, no, you come home no. and you're going to bed and you're like, I'm entirely different human right yeah. now. That changes yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister was just telling me the other day where like my mother's house is like, I'm, I ran into our old neighbor and she said, we're so proud of Rabab. Like my son showed me her thing. And I was like, oh, wow. It just, it literally reached everyone. Uh, and she's like, she saw my sister. And she's like, we're so proud of her. It's amazing. Aww. And, you know, it was just, cause it's, it's also like Egypt is very, like we, we're into soccer, we're into football and not like Formula One. Formula One is not what we watch. And, uh, but like to think that she's like literally reached everyone. Uh- and a female artist making yeah. making rounds, <laughs> big moves. Well, I uh, the dog is coming over again. He's like, yeah, I'll yeah. take he a two minute me. break. He, he does me. love you. <laughs> <laughs> she, I saw her first. She's mine. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm so excited for you, Rabob. You know, it's one of those things where you know you you have a friend who they're doing great, and you're so excited, you're so proud of them. But this is. I think I feel like even more joy for you because when we were able to work together, I got to be up close and personal yeah. with you and, yeah. and to yeah. hear the, your stories and to know your backstory and to know the fears and to know the internal battles that you had with yourself and to see you pushing through and working through your stuff. I know you, you use my meditations every day, but there's also- every morning. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's I'm like, like reboot time. <laughs> drop the kids, drop the kids to school. Put reboot on, and I, I just have to say that I sometimes say it in the same tone of voice that you say, like you know, this is the reboot. Medic. This is Emily Aaron's, and I was like, you know, I'm like I say it sometimes when I yeah. when I'm listening. You probably know it better than I do. I love it. I do, but, yeah. But I, but I think this is it. Is like you know, you've used some of my work, but like, this is all you, this is 100% all you, all your energy and having, doing your own work and your own healing journey and open yourself up to what else is possible. It's just, it's so wonderful. I am so happy for you. I'm honored to know you. I'm honored to call you a friend. And I hope everybody who's listening can reach out and share some love, invite you on their podcast, start following you. Yeah. And I got an email like right before our call. They were asking me if I would do a freebie because I don't have anything to do like for a freebie, but I would love to give someone a print like similar to the one like I would like. So if you want to run that, that would be amazing. I would like uh, mail it over. It's not going to be, they're never the same, but it would be like, it would be like if you want to give someone. Oh my gosh. Um, Well, let's do a contest. We'll do, we'll do like an Instagram giveaway for a podcast listener. That's awesome. That would be really, really cool. We'll we'll work out the details for that. By the time this podcast airs, probably in a few weeks, um, we'll have all that figured out so we can do it on uh, an Instagram kind of contest giveaway sort of package. (laughs) Maybe I'll give them something of mine too. That's very generous. So tell people where they can find you on Instagram or online. So um, I'm on Instagram as Rabab Tantawi with uh, T-A-N-T-A-W-Y at the end. And uh, I think that you probably, they'll probably put it down in the notes. And uh, um, uh, on my website is www.rabbaftantawi.com. And I'm on Facebook as Art by Rabab Tantawi. And I'm also on your Mastery and Ascension group. So if anyone wants to reach out, I'm there. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, Rabab. It's so wonderful to have you. And 
Like, I know I already said it, but I was so delighted when you were like, hey, what if I am on your podcast? Yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah. Rebob, who are you? Yeah. I love this. <laughs> and I just want to say that, like, you know, we can put ourselves into these positions. We're like, oh, I would yeah. never. And even you said, you're like, yeah. I, a year ago, yeah, I've yeah, never done yeah. that. Honestly, when I was, when I reached out, I just wanted to catch up with you and tell you yeah. what was happening. Like, I genuinely wanted to tell you because we didn't get the chance to like yeah. talk about all this. And I was. Um, let's get it let's get on a zoom and talk and maybe and then that was like that came out of nowhere I was like oh the podcast yeah. I'm gonna let our catch-up be publicly broadcasted also yeah. <laughs> it's all good <laughs> that's what we can do uh well yeah. thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and just all the work that you're doing in the world I'm so honored thank to call you a friend and thank you for being here thank you Em. thank you for all the love and for the inspiration and for what you do every day and for showing up because it's difficult and it's always difficult. It doesn't stop being difficult. It just, it's an everyday thing. And it's yeah. just, you know, it's not a one time and then everything is easy after. It's just no. like every single day. And thank you for doing that. Thank you for being there. My yeah. Love you. Love you love so much. Love you too. I love you too. All right, listeners, thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you take a screenshot and tag me in Rebub. I know that, I, that he should have his own podcast. And tag, the account, tag the dog. <laughs> tag us on your Instagram story so that we can check you out and say hello. We always love DMs. And of course, leave a review about the podcast. That's one of the things that we absolutely love is yeah. when listeners leave a review so that other people can hear more about it. Maybe we can do that as part of the, the contest is leaving a review to yeah. get entered to get a piece of art. And I will say, like, your art has a wonderful energy about it. You know, if you guys yeah. just start following, I was so book. happy. I was so happy to see it uh, where you put it because that was special. Like, you know, that so was special. special. That's in every single, you know, it's like in everywhere. Yes. It's all well, the time. I'm... This is. This is the spot. <laughs> it's like prime real estate. Well, I love exactly. you. Prime I love estate. you. And you know, I the fact you that you spent time to like put it together, make it for me, send it to me. It was so meaningful to me. And I was like, I need to find the right frame. I want to, because also it's like not quite this size or not quite that. So I'm like, I don't want to yeah. cut it. I don't want to cut it off. I don't want to box it in. I want to. <laughs> I want to let it just be. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I only have extremely meaningful work behind me because it's part of the energy that I put in. So, of course, you're with me every day. Thank you. Love you. Love you, too. Thank you, listeners, for being here. Have a great rest of your week. Lots of love to you. Bye.